0: cares about Derek Zoolander anyway. The man has only one look for Christ's sake. Blue Steel, Ferrari, La Tigra, they're the same face. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills.
1: All right, boys and girls seminars, December 10th through the 12th with four spots left at the time of this recording. After that, we got February 4th through the 6th and then April 1st through the 3rd. For camps on the list, we have a coaching development camp covering how to coach the squat on January 9th in Plano, Texas at Starting Strength Plano. Then a self-sufficient lifter camp on January 22nd in Wichita Falls. For squat camps on the list, November 20th at the time of this recording in Tel Aviv, we have two spots left. Then January 29th in Oklahoma City with Baby Huey himself, Chase Lindley at Starting Strength Oklahoma City. Squat and deadlift camps on the list, December 4th in Orange County, California at The Strength Co., December 11th in Houston at Starting Strength Houston. January 9th on Long Island at Babylon, New York. And then for all you massholes holes out there, we've added Boston to the list on January 15th at Starting Strength Boston. Congrats to Starting Strength Cincinnati and Starting Strength San Antonio. Both those gyms are open as of now. And Starting Strength Orlando is still running their pre-opening sale. So don't miss out on that discount. We are still looking for coaches. So if you're interested in becoming a coach professionally, head over to startingstrengthgyms.com. And check out the coaching tab, fill out that form, and you will get connected with the freight train from the Ukraine herself, Miss Ina Capel. And as always, for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage.
0: It's Friday, but you're just some fucking moron on the internet. You're not Friday, you're just, you know, you're just uh, one of these guys, one of the haters that you, I see you there with your hand in your lap, you know, squeezing again and again trying to milk some pleasure out of your miserable existence <laughs> only way you can <laughs> with your hand right But you
2: this is getting graphic
0: in fact <laughs> so coming, coming from me, from from me. me the heaters will now commence all right this is quite a batch of these this time and somebody says uh revisiting the barbell row with mark ripeto in, in this guy's expert opinion This is some of the worst form I have seen. (laughs) What the fuck? WTF is this insanity? Direct route to the ER. I remember we had four... Somehow... uh, We had four
3: ER visits that night. Oh, wait. No, we didn't.
0: No, wait. I think... I can see why you'd be confused about that, because this guy here, (laughs) (laughs) you know... Has said unequivocally, this is a direct route to the ER. So I can see why you would think that. Why you misremembered the situation. Yeah. Yeah. But no. In fact, there weren't any (laughs) ER admissions that that night, and uh, there never have been. But this guy's a bottom half percenter. You know, people that think they know what they're talking about. But don't. I've had enough of that over the past fucking two years, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, I sure have. All right. Some guy named Hughes says in response to quit putting your plates on the bar the wrong way.
2: Gift that keeps on giving.
0: One of the more popular videos in the library. The most popular video. This guy says what a cheerful guy (laughs) (laughs) oh and here's a this is a terribly ingenious one uh although this refers to andrew lewis's video and not me he says i would never take weightlifting advice from a lobster (laughs) now do you think he got me and andrew confused i don't know what that's about Guy just well, there's not any way to tell what it's about yeah. because it's one of these things. Andrew can't be confused for a lobster. He's very white. Very he's pale. Yeah. He looks not quite bloodless. Yeah. Very but but headed in that direction. It's <laughs> like they took four units out instead of one. Right. Right. Yeah. Is that kind of that pallor. Yeah.
3: Yep. Yeah. Kind of like uh right. condensed milk
2: kind of
0: So I think probably this is just an excuse to make a comment right. about a lobster yeah is
2: roasting andrew going to be a new segment on our show because so. it's, like well, it's not us <laughs> we're not roasting andrew a,
0: i like andrew just fine andrew's just fine yep. except for the fucking suspenders <laughs> and then i made fun fine. of his shorts <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh this one is in reference to reversing osteoporosis at hygiene strength and conditioning uh those are our friends in singapore right, right um and rosemary says i can't understand why she didn't get a compression fracture from lifting such a heavy weight Mm, yeah rosemary there are probably lots of things you don't understand lots and lots of things but you keep watching all right
2: did uh carm show you the results of that one client that's reversing osteoporosis yeah it's awesome
0: yeah julia yeah oh i know it's uh uh, I, I looked at that. I mean, it's to be expected. But I it's looked still at awesome. that Dexa information. Mm-hmm. It looks to me like there's a error in that in that data. Mm-hmm. Why would her uh, femoral neck? Why would everything else be up and the density of the femoral neck not be yeah. also yeah. up? Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. so. I'm just wondering if there's such a limitation of the screen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the rest of it is, you know. Of course, it amazed her her doctor just her doctors blew her, amazed. her mind after just, her doctor told her you know, Don't Fosimax, do that." fosamax you know yeah god you fosamax is what you've got to have and uh, she comes in and and doesn't take anything right like that. yeah lifts weights and and lo and behold the whole damn situation is reversed in nine months and uh and her doctor's uh, response is, is well, how'd that happen? Yeah. <laughs> Remember when India blew up the nuclear weapon a long time ago and the CIA didn't know anything about it? They, what What was that? <laughs> right? And then the next week, Pakistan blew one up, and the CIA goes, what the fuck? <laughs> People who are supposed to know shit. <laughs> They don't know a goddamn thing. It's just (laughs) amazing. All right. Anyone notice, oh, this is insightful, okay. Uh, uh, This is in response to the clip, Rip responds to confused YouTube strength coaches. Mm. Anyone notice all the men in SS are kind of muffin top, overweight, and the women look the same? all all it's good argument it's (laughs) devastating yeah it's a devastating argument i need to be able to get this off the table in one one shot what's happening
3: to poor bok choy over there good god it's crazy i don't know
0: apparently the monkey's having a discussion with him I don't know what they're talking about it's been going on a while though, just leave them alone <laughs> they're enjoying themselves yep. <laughs> and that's coming, coming uh, see, see, see. from, from uh, uh, the, the heaters okay <laughs> right. now wasn't that edifying that was good yeah yeah got these little hairs they're Going the wrong way. tickling me in the nose and shit.
3: Oh, above the top of your mustache?
0: Yeah. I thought I'd cut them all off. but
3: Well, they're probably growing straight out, right? Could you cut them?
0: Yeah, I'd shave them off. Oh, I see. But I'm still having to do that a lot. (laughs) I don't know why. Probably has something to do with my pink color. Yeah,
3: yeah. When's the last time you didn't have a mustache? Have you had it your entire adult life? Because there's pictures in there in the 80s where you've got a... Glorious I had, mustache. Yeah,
0: I've had uh, had a mustache for you know forty five years. Damn, forty six, seven years maybe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of part of the part of the package. Part now. of the package yeah. at this point. In fact, so as you might have guessed, it's Q and A day. These are questions from our subscribers at starting strength network these are uh, taken from the posts we put up that solicit your questions as members of the starting strength network we're through talking to these freebie motherfuckers (laughs) through talking to them yep not gonna deal with them anymore unless they're haters though unless they're haters and talk to them yep well we're not talking to them we're making fun of we are in fact. We're ridiculing the haters, yep. and they don't even understand that, I don't guess. Right. You know why they don't understand <clears throat> it? Because they're stupid. Because the bottom half percent stupid, or they wouldn't even, you know. They wouldn't be commenting on YouTube. Commenting on, with with hatred right. on YouTube videos. If you comment on a YouTube video, you don't have much of an existence you really don't you know and i think that's, that's widely recognized don't you think i think so
2: 100 yeah. Yeah. percent.
0: all right so and i haven't read any of these i thought what we'd do today is just read these cold as they say and uh and and just start at the top and go down
3: you're a professional and if can, it's can i can that. handle you can this. do that yeah
0: i can handle this and if it's if the question is so fucking stupid that we it, it's not worthy of being answered and that occasionally even happens it with happens. our subscribers uh then what we'll do is we'll leave it in
3: oh okay we're, just,
0: oh. we're, we're gonna charge through this because okay. you know we can we're edit not gonna it. Do this editing we shit. can edit we're and we're
3: pretend out. like it never happened well, we, we do,
0: could do that but that would that. be dishonest in terms of the format here, ah, because yes, I'm that's reading that's these cold, cold, right and if you read them cold, you just what happens happens. Got it. It's like live television. Yeah. Right.
3: Okay. All
0: right. You know. Well, shit. I'm excited. Like you bring the your live television. You bring the horse out on the stage, and the horse takes a big shit. Yeah. You bring, you bring. Kanye, broadcast. I mean, it's live television. Bring
3: Kanye West out in the during the telethon, and, and, and he, he says, says something insane. insane.
0: Shit. <laughs> yeah, same. Thing. So that's what we're going to do. insane true shit. And that's what we're going to do. <laughs> All right. So Marty Fox is number one here. Do you guys need a new manufacturer for the tubo? They've been out of stock for a while, and I'll be happy to fill the gap marty it's supply chain shit i mean you know where we are you know it's 2001 the brandon administration has fixed it up so that <laughs> the supply chain is just not working and we are victims of the supply chain crisis just like everybody right. else is right yeah oh my god i was, uh, kirkham called me the other day and he said that uh you know he builds his own rear ends for his cars and his ring gear suppliers his planetary gear suppliers all the gears that go in the rear ends that he manufactures for his cars there aren't any the gears there are no inventory of gears this is the largest gear supplier in the united states there is no inventory there's, you know occasionally there's a shop with one laying around on the shelf but his wholesale supplier that he normally buys from is completely out don't anticipate having any till the end of january jesus huh, a, a basic <clears throat> thing like a gear yeah you know Yep. people do not understand how fucked up this thing is yep no idea no idea at all you know there's there's just everything i mean the biden administration printed 1.9 trillion dollars out of thin air now granted all this started with trump that was a stupid ass idea not everything trump did was a good idea right the vaccines were a real bad idea right as it turns out yep and you know (laughs) starting this, handing out free money should it's a really bad idea yep taking anthony fauci seriously about anything like do you want to go to lunch (laughs) taking him seriously about anything yeah yeah is it serious laughs in judgment yep right so it's not all biden's fault it started with with the trump administration but what did what did little joe do he added 1.9 trillion dollars of free money to the those fourteen hundred dollar checks. Yeah. Everybody but me got uh, free money. Mm-hmm. Inject all this free capital into the economy, and expect it to not have <laughs> adverse effects on every goddamn thing. What did look? Did you not read Milton Friedman? no actually (laughs) did you not read Milton Friedman is there people that have not read Milton Friedman yes there's lots of them did you not read Thomas Sowell did you not read Walter Williams why do you not why are you not responsible for this material when you're in a decision making capacity you know you fucked everything up because you know why because you're a bunch of sociopaths because you don't give a fuck about other human beings all you care about your own power and your own wealth that's all you care about like you know if you work for pfizer you don't care about other human beings they're the, the the furthest thing from your mind is the lives of other human beings all you're concerned about is increasing your own wealth and that's all that's it
3: and then disguising it as uh greater good shit
0: right yeah pretending like pretending like
3: it's for uh for the good of humanity
0: right when it's for the good of you yeah and that's all oh god almighty so marty i'm sorry we yeah we're out of stock but uh i don't know if you've got kind if of he a, wants to make us a bunch of if tubos, he's got a, a, a supply yeah of you know the price
3: left four by twelve
0: shit, i i don't you know. Yeah, we'll put a starting strength
3: thing on them and sell a tubo.
0: We'll sell them. Sure, we'll sell them. Just get a hold of us, Murray. But I I, I think he's just typing here. Maybe he's got a forest. I think he's in a supply situation himself. Maybe
3: he lives in a forest. He can cut down trees and make some He's going to
0: actually manufacture them yeah. from raw material. Yeah. Could happen. He's a yeah. sawmill and yep. lives in a you know, he's got enough dead. Yep. You, you know, you saw green stuff like that and it warps and cracks yeah, right, and right, shit. Right. <clears throat> so uh Well, you know, I got a bunch of dead up there where I am in Colorado. Yeah. Bunch of hard seasoned.
3: You know anyone with the, the shit, like the sawmill stuff?
0: Yeah, there's a guy down in between Fort Garland and, and Blanca. Man, that would we them. could
3: get a premium for those Finbo. things
0: would be worth five hundred Tubo
3: from piece. the ripeto estate?
0: yeah fuck think of how much money we'd make yeah. with just very little overhead
3: yeah we could start paying Brie finally
0: I don't ah. know if I wanted no, I, don't. My hopes up. I don't see any point in doing this <laughs> all right now Eric Winnicky says I really appreciate shows you did on TRT they helped me immensely any suggestions for women who also want to feel younger in the ways that matter do you know of any good sources where people talk and say useful things at the same time on the subject? That last bit has been a challenge. Eric, let me, here's the secret. I am going to share a little secret with you. TRT's good for girls, too. TRT makes girls happy. It makes them feel younger. It makes them interested in things again. It's a it's a good idea for girls all right so broaden your expectations and uh, give that a try all right okay I don't know of any TRT the, clinics
3: at least in my experience that won't treat women too They'll all, they all treat women
0: they want to sell testosterone yeah they want to sell testosterone that's, and I want to buy testosterone yeah so that's what you you know yep you know You shouldn't have any problems getting some testosterone in your girlfriend, wife, daughter, whatever. Give Give that a shot, though, really. No shit. She'll enjoy it, and so will you. All right, I've read your articles on programming for pregnancy. What does it mean to not chase PRs? During pregnancy, what should my goals look like? I've been adding weight weekly on a four-day Texas method: 34, 5, 5, 175. Intensity days: 195 for five overhead pressed, 107.5 for one benched, 150 for five deadlifted, two and a quarter for four. I had a miscarriage with no known cause. I'm trying to conceive again. Just wondering you think i'm physically fit or should i try losing gaining weight well several little things to talk about in here uh not chasing prs means that when you get down to six months just maintain just come in and do the same numbers until you hatch and then uh, you know wait two or three weeks and then start back on your normal programming You don't want to add a bunch of stress to a situation and then have an adverse event occur, and then you'd feel bad about it. All right, so you don't do that. Now, what I've always said is that if you are pregnant and you are not training right now, do not start training. Do not start training if you are pregnant. Okay? If you have been training and you become pregnant, then that's okay because you're already used to the training and you're not introducing a new stress into the situation. All right. But as you mentioned in the bottom part of the last part of your post here, I had a miscarriage with no known cause. Now, let me point out the numbers here. It has been estimated that between. Oh, 35 and fifty percent of all conceptions end in spontaneous miscarriage. Now think about that. That's an extremely high number if almost half of the population of pregnant women loses the pregnancy within the first four weeks, and it happens all the time. It's, that is perfectly normal it's normal. If there's something wrong, then it's removed. That is, that has been the case for hundreds of billions of years. And it's not, it's not abnormal for this to take place. But what I have also said is that if you go into the gym, somebody allows you to go into the gym and start training, let's say you're, you're pregnant you decide that you would like to uh, improve your health and uh, you know do things to ensure that the delivery goes better and that your 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 term it takes place under healthier circumstances you get pregnant you decide to start training look at the numbers there it's a rather significant likelihood that you're going to lose the conception. You're going to lose the pregnancy whether you train or not. But you go into the gym and you start to train and you lose the pregnancy as a part of being a human female, not as a part of being a new trainee, it could be a problem for the gym owner. And The gym does not need that liability. So my, uh, advice has always been to never start training, start training a woman who is, my advice has also been that you can continue to train a woman who becomes pregnant after she's already had some training history. The two circumstances are completely different in this, in the latter case woman who's been training knows you and she shows up at the gym pregnant and you're going to have a talk with her you're going to say now look you're you're doing pretty good here you're making prs and your your progress is going just fine but there is a chance just because you're a human female that you're going to miscarry this pregnancy and i'm not interested in any thought of the fact that it's the gym's fault. Now, are you okay with that? And uh, hell, you might make her sign something to that effect if you want to, but you've got to cover your ass because if you don't know the woman and she's good friends with an attorney, you may be fucked. So that's just something to keep in mind about this. Uh, But there are other things about this post that, that lead me to question, why in the hell you're on Texas Method? You're a 34-year-old woman, 5'5", 175, and you're only squatting 190 for 5. Your bench is within 40 pounds of your your squat. Your deadlift is not terribly impressive either at 225 for 4 at that body weight. I think you probably prematurely moved over to Texas method, and that's why you're not making as fast progress as you as you should be. Uh, that's why your numbers are low. Uh, I don't know. Five five one seventy five is you're probably carrying, you know, possibly thirty five percent body fat. Most people don't like that. Uh, I don't have a terrible problem with it in terms of health, especially with a female. But, uh, you know, it might be that you need to read the article that uh, appears on the website called A Clarification and look at what it talks about in terms of body composition relative to your training history and process that. Uh, So, take that. All right, I am considering purchasing my first firearm for home security or the apocalypse. Would you have any suggestions on what direction I should go? First firearm. I'd say it probably needs to be a handgun, wouldn't you say? Um, it's more useful for more situations than a long gun. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, a, a long gun's going to be easier to shoot.: Long gun's going to be easier to shoot, but this man is concerned about uh, home security or the apocalypse.
3: Yeah, that's AR15.
0: He's an AR15. Well, uh, a,
3: a handgun's great, right Because you can put it wherever it's easy to So you it's think a handgun gun is a
0: second gun.:
3: I think a handgun's a second gun, if that's what you're worried about. right. A handgun's harder to shoot well, you're going to fucking miss, and not that you're not going to miss with an AR. Um, But it's easier to control. It's easier to shoot. It's not that much bigger, you know, walking around your house and stuff. So, that's my well, opinion. I mean, but but a 12-gauge shotgun is probably the, the best thing to get, you know?
0: If I was going to have something for home defense or for the apocalypse, in other words, I somebody's fucking with me and I want to do as much damage to them as I possibly can. Um uh, I would. Uh, I don't know. See, I'm torn between 12 gauge loaded with number four buck, or a 45 ACP. The problem
3: with uh, the problem, the only problem with the shotgun is range, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the range issue, but
0: well, if you've got it loaded with number four buck, you've got you've got a fairly tight pattern for 50 feet. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to fuck something up at 50 of course. feet. And you're not going to have it.
2: a bunch of self-defense situations where you're shooting right. real far distances.
0: No. Yeah. No. Self-defense means somebody's threatening you physically, which means...
2: Somebody's standing over you with 10 a pistol. Feet. And you have a which AR-15. Which means 10 feet. Sure
0: somebody's standing over you with a pistol and you're laying on the ground with an ar-15 and somebody's trying
3: to hit you with a skateboard
0: somebody's trying to hit you with a skateboard right. and, and you, blow, and you bicep off. blow somebody's bicep off vaporize like about. they should vaporize have been <laughs> that red mist <laughs> goes up into the air so nice well to i'm see. I'm,
3: uh, I'm more interested in the zombie apocalypse thing and i for that I, you know shotgun you got to be pretty close man to those fucking zombies and they don't. Well, zombies are, they, they are they slow. They travel in packs. That's the problem.
0: <laughs> or are we talking slow zombies or fast zombies? Either way, man. Either slow way. zombies are not a problem. Yeah. You can fix them with an ice pick. That's true. That's true. You know. Yeah. But fast zombies, I, man, I don't know. Yeah. If I've got five rounds in my Remington 870 of number four buck, and I mean number four buck, I'm not talking about double ought buck. I feel really. I like right about number that. four buck. Number four buck is thirty two, thirty 30 or 32 30. pieces of 22 caliber pellet Yep. and a double ought buck is nine pieces of 38 caliber pellet
3: hornady i, I put double lot in all mine and i i think hornady is eight pellets mm-hmm.
0: the hornady uh,
3: uh defense ammo or whatever it is number
0: four is oh that's not repairable yeah you know I mean,
3: either way, in a in a house in a, in in any, a house, anybody's house, the pattern's going to be about the same.
0: It's yeah, yeah it's just a whole bunch of lead tearing yeah. through your ass. If I was you will immediately bleed out. There's yeah. no, there's you stop doing that. Yep.
3: <laughs> if I was advising a friend or family member who I know is probably not going to shoot regularly and consistently, I'd say get a 12 gauge shotgun.
0: Twelve gauge and you want a twenty inch barrel on it. Yep. too. Twenty inch. You don't yeah. want a it, it, trap gun. You want a twenty, to 20 inch, inch barrel.
3: barrel. If you do
2: decide pistol, you need to go out and train with it. You got to shoot a
0: pistol. You if, shoot. You, if you're gonna have a, a handgun, you're gonna have to use. you to shoot the handgun. Right. Yeah. And uh, and put a light on it. Like know, I would, all this nine millimeter shit aside, I'm telling you, forty five ACP. I would. I would, give,
3: I would give. I would give. You know, I'd give my kids and my wife an AR fifteen. Like right mm-hmm. now, I'd say here, you know let's go but putting a pistol in like a child's hand yeah
0: and expecting yeah that's them to, probably be able to do not a, something is a, well that's a that's a consideration but uh
3: i'm just saying just in terms of ease of an use adult asking this question no i'm saying in terms uh, of ease of use and that's a consideration if you're scared right. and under stress
0: i like my ar-10 yeah that's good. fuck yeah yeah oh yeah i like my 308 it's uh
2: well, that's gonna yeah. kill the person and kill the person behind that person. At a, at a,
0: they have it coming. And at eight hundred <laughs> yards too. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah but yeah. That, that's expensive ammo now, right? Three oh eight. All the ammo's expensive now. Yeah. Yeah. All ammo's expensive. Yeah. It's cheap when you consider the fact that you're killing somebody though. Sure. So, sure. sure.
2: I, I I keep a forty five you know. by my bedside. That's I have my nineteen. All 11, of my Glocks. My I've got yeah. like
0: five Glocks and all of them are forty caliber. Which is within 10 percent the ballistics of a 45 acp mm-hmm. i like i like 40 caliber and uh, i've got a bunch of that i hadn't shot in a long time because fuck is midway usa still out of oh, yeah. everything uh, oh so no they, I, they come everything on.
2: everything's i went i went to cabela's two three days ago everything's
0: back and stuff oh my god
2: they have so much fucking ammo they well, had. They probably cool. had hundred thousand rounds of. I need to start buying some stuff then.
0: Get stocked up. Yeah. Drain them back down. You know. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, so Nick thinks that you need a twelve gauge. I think you should get whatever shotgun. you're going
3: to shoot. Whatever you're going to be. I think good you with. ought to
0: have a twelve gauge shotgun anyway. Sure. That is, mm-hmm. that's a a real good idea for a first firearm it's uh
3: you can't put more firepower in your hands no
0: no really you can't you've got a remington 870 pump uh five round tubular magazine that's a hell of a bunch of destruction <laughs> yeah you know yeah i just picked up i think you can, keep, you can keep uh rounding the chamber on that thing and have six mm-hmm.
3: you can get a seven round magazine too yeah, on a 20-inch gun, I think you get a seven-round Really? Bag, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you a I, seven-round I thought mag. they were all fives. No, you get an extension on it.
0: Yep. Well, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what you want. But you, you don't want a long barrel. Because if you're talking about home defense, sure, right. you want to be able to swing the thing around. I've yeah. got that Model 97 uh, Winchester. It's a hammer shotgun. It's a pump hammer shotgun. Old model and uh that thing is so, i've killed so many snakes that's a great length thing. too it's and those little like, perfect like ploward. you have a couple of those little stagecoach
3: guns those are awesome if they could if they held a couple more rounds
0: yeah it'd be better. man that'd be so great i got i had that one coach gun and by coach gun we mean a double, double barrel, barrel hammer shotgun they're so cool though with they're a so 20 inch cool. barrel yeah. it's a oh is that 20 inch barrel it's a 20 inch barrel okay. and it is the neatest little fucking yep. thing yeah. in the whole damn world they're so cool oh shit and, uh, I really like those. Uh you have a you have the shockwave,
3: right? The the Mossberg one. I have one of those, but I, the the, yes. I have the Remington one. I, I like those a lot, but they're that's not for somebody who doesn't shoot a mm-hmm. lot. Because no. it's uh it's it's difficult. What
0: to, you'll do is you'll forget to you'll you'll assume and I've done this before, you'll assume you don't have to aim it. Right, yeah. You know. And you have to aim the damn. Thing. You gotta aim it. You, then you have got, to aim the And you gotta thing. hold it properly. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned that the hard way with a snake one afternoon. <laughs> Just remember missed that story it completely? the damn thing hanging off my pant leg?
3: Oh, right, right, yeah. Yeah.
0: This didn't take my time. <laughs> you know, I did a whole bunch of shit with that snake hanging off my pant leg that I don't remember doing. <laughs> Steph told me all this shit I'd done and I I don't remember a fucking part of it.
3: Well you didn't blow your toes off. I didn't
0: I didn't kill myself. No, No, but God (laughs) almighty, that's the closest I've ever come. So it 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 struck you and stuck to your pants? It struck the boot, right? Yes. Yeah, it got No it didn't no. No. It it the fang hung in the seam of my pant leg. The outside seam of my pant leg. And I was dancing around, and it was, you know, yeah. dancing with me.
3: Have you ever had a, a snake bite, a rattlesnake no. bite?
0: No. Never had. Can't. I've seen a few and people in I've the killed, ER. They nasty. I killed lots and lots of rattlesnakes, yeah. and I've never been. No. They're nasty. That, that's the closest I've gotten to getting bit. <laughs> so funny. Oh, they're, yeah, the problem is you, you kill a whole bunch of rattlesnakes, and you quit being afraid of the and things. Yeah, right, things. right. Yep. And and you shouldn't get that way. Yeah, because they can fuck you up real bad. Right. Yeah. You know, missing flesh, all this fucking
3: yeah. shit. Yeah. I mean, you got to get to a hospital pretty quick. You or you're you've gonna got about losing the half some hour,
0: flesh, right? You know, and uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's bad. But. The,
2: the last one I saw in the ER, that guy got bit on the hand. His hand looked like a boxing glove. Yeah,
0: it oh, oh. got bit on the hand. Got bit on the ring finger. Yeah. Didn't he Massasa have some? Saga.
3: Didn't he have some uh, anti-anti antivenom, though, or something?
0: Or did he go to – he went to the hospital? No, he went to the hospital. Oh, okay. Nobody has anti. Yeah, that shit's expensive. Yeah. Oh, okay. Real expensive. Oh, it's it's a whole bunch of money for a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, give the same thing to dogs and horses, and it's about $100 a vial. But <laughs> if it's a human and it's your life, well, the pharma- pharmaceutical companies don't what feel is it? The, the slightest – compunction sure. about asking you for $12,000 $12, 12 for a for a dose of, of equine derived anti-bennon. Interesting. Oh, these people are pieces. You go of to dogs. you go to They're just Tractor
3: Supply and get some some horse regimen. <laughs> no, they don't have it. No, it's all it. No,
0: no, you don't go to Tractor Supply. It's oh, It's not, not like, like ivermectin. <laughs> it's not like it's not like ivermectin which is only every as everyone knows only a horse dewormer. <laughs> dewormer it's a horse dewormer it's a horse dewormer yeah. just say that over and over yeah. again and that makes it true right <laughs> god damn all right anyway that's enough about that get a 12 gauge get a 12 gauge get a remington 870 black nylon stock yeah put put a light on whatever you use it's a good idea put a if, you, light on if it. you can remember to turn it on yeah you know uh a light is a real good idea because you want to be able to see shotgun. what you're shooting yes you you don't want to just let go with number four through the walls of the house because right. that's just not a it's not productive yeah yeah, there's up electrical wiring and yeah don't your wife and shit like that yeah.
3: see people are real real comfortable with just jumping to it, getting a firearm mm-hmm. like if you're not ever going to shoot your get a spear instead because at least you'll you'll be looking at the there's thing that guy about in wichita falls
2: there's
0: that that almost killed that dude with the spear yeah good fuck that's a I've great got story. spears all over the house yeah, yeah get something that get a spear spears yeah. a i mean that works real well it has for hundreds of thousands right. of years yeah <laughs> Never misfires. You might not even
3: have to kill the guy if he sees you running out of naked with a spear. (laughs) spear. With a spear. He's like,
0: this fucker's crazy. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Or a sword, you know. Yep. Somebody running out of the house naked with a sword. (laughs) If somebody runs at me naked in general. Will make you think, I bet. (laughs) Right. You know. Yeah. So, let's see. All right. Here, our friend Virginie Dufresne wants to know what my opinion is on bunion surgery. Well. That's she's talking about uh the great toe, the uh I guess you'd call that the distal metacarpal joint on the on the great toe. If if you've got uh they shave it down and then like pull the toe back into position. Do you know how they do that? I don't know how they do it. Steph had hers done, but not for that reason. Yeah. She had her feet worked on. <clears throat> but uh you know if you if you've got a bad bunion situation you need to have it fixed cuz you're you're that's painful mm. and it's get it done yes get it done absolutely find a guy that specializes in that kind of surgery and have him do it i don't know that your just your standard issue podiatrist has any business doing that but i don't know you don't have to but i do know that that injury that 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 deformity is a uh, it's fixable I wonder how they do and, it
3: because it's a deformity so you yeah, you say, have to break some shit and realign it
0: right 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 yeah now uh, I had a girlfriend a long time ago that dropped a 45 pound plate on her foot <laughs> and it straightened hers out oh damn huh. damnedest thing in the world on that one side straightened it out
2: did you try it on the other side
0: couldn't talk her into it <laughs> oh man but it did fix it that's interesting well i'm not suggesting no <laughs>
3: <laughs> we're not
2: jenny <Virginia>, <laughs> i'm not suggesting that
0: you people do, do tend the, to you listen to what you home. say <laughs> all right i'm just saying that's what happened all right all right so tom in tulsa says i've heard you talk about Post-NLP programming, post-novice linear progression programming, and I believe your opinion is that lifters should read the gray book and design their own. If, that, if I did not want to do that, what are your best recommendations? You didn't want to read the gray book? It's <laughs> <laughs> weird. Why would you not want to read the gray book? Everybody reads the gray book. Well, not everybody. Mostly everybody. No, no, not no. everybody reads the gray book. I've dealt with some real stupid fucking <laughs> posts recently about this. Uh, I've never seen starting shrink post any programs beyond novice linear progression in Texas Method, and I've heard you say that Texas Method is for people with no life living in their parents' basement. That's correct. So if someone has read the gray book but still feels intimidated by intermediate programming, does Asgard or starting strength sell or provide post-novice linear progression programming and advice as a service? Is there a third party you would recommend? I do not live near any starting strength. Every coach doing uh, program consultation works with post-novice lifters. Right. I, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, Tom. Uh, <clears throat> My preferred post-novice program for the vast majority of the human race is the four-day split. And I've said that several times. That's in the Gray Book. Read the Gray Book. Okay? It says it. It says that in the Gray Book. At the end of the Texas Method section, there is a paragraph about why you shouldn't do the Texas Method. All right. And why you should do the the four day split. That's what you need to do. So I think reading the gray book is the answer here. That's why we wrote it. It's funny how that works. Isn't that weird how yeah. we write shit that needs to be written? Right. Because you need to know this shit. <laughs> so instead of asking me here, read the gray book. At least he was honest about not reading the gray book. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to know yeah every once in a while it's an honest man <laughs> you know we appreciate that yeah right because there are so many fuckheads everywhere these days all right my question is about the push press It's listed in the blue book as a useful assistance exercise but i rarely if ever hear it discussed in programming Mainly in regards to intermediate programming, I've heard pin presses and press lockouts discussed quite a bit, and I understand a preference for assistance exercises that mimic the parent movement as closely as possible. Is there a place in a four-day split or heavy light-medium variant where the push press could be used as a heavy-day press movement? Seems like it would be a good movement to really overload the top of the pressing movement. Well, so are pin presses. Yep. And we would prefer that you do pin presses, and the best reason I can give you is push presses will aggravate the fuck out of your knees. They will inflame your patellar tendons, okay, especially if you do them wrong, which everybody does. If you only use your knees in the push press, instead of letting your hips take half of the work like they ought to, then you're going to have patellar tendonitis after doing a bunch of push presses. And it didn't go take that long to develop it. And once you get patellar tendonitis, it doesn't fucking go away. All right? Patellar tendonitis is is bad shit. It doesn't go away. It changes the nature of the tendon. It will be a problem for you from now on. So we don't recommend push presses, largely for that reason.
3: And uh, in terms of the, the in terms of it helping the press, it's not specific enough, right? If going no. with a two-factor deal, you need to practice the press. The, the pin press is way more close to the movement, and it's right. more specific to, in terms of positioning right. and what you're doing. And the push press is just too unpredictable.
0: The push press is a useful jerk assistance right. exercise, and that's what it's for. Yep. It's for jerk assistance. And if you're not an Olympic lifter and you're not doing clean of jerks, then you don't need to do the push press. All right, because push press is not going to help you. If you get real good at doing the push press, you don't actually start the press part of that movement until the bar is over your head. You you get a whole bunch out of your, out of your knees and quads and shit, and you can throw that thing up in the air and actually not have any pressing stress going on until you get halfway through the range of motion right right and the push press is an assistance exercise for the jerk that's all it's for so and since we don't coach a lot of olympic lifters we just don't use it very often and that's why Uh, i don't think it's worth a shit for just general strength training all right did i explain that well enough? i think so All all right Greg Campbell wants to know, on the subject of cars, parentheses, automobiles. (laughs) I guess he, just to differentiate from the the railroad cars that I have have owned. (laughs) uh, What is your car history, i.e. vehicles owned, tenure of ownership, fond memories? What do you recommend as the starting strength, novice linear progression for vehicle ownership? Well, all right. What you need to do is go find a beat-up, old, used car for $1,000. That's what you need. Now, here's the problem. Me being 65, (laughs) when I got into the car business when I was about 16, uh, cars were different. I could work on my car back then. I could work on my—I had a Toyota Celica. Celica a 74 model Toyota Celica and I had that car for a long time and it was points and condenser and a carburetor you know it it was it was simple you know it was hard to tear up there was plenty of room under the hood where you get under there and actually work and do things
3: oh that's a cool car
0: I knew how to I knew how to change the points and condenser and how to how to set the timing on the thing and how to i wasn't really good with carburetors i was hired that done but it was it was not uh, a lot of trouble but any cars that you are going to come across right now are going to be you know computer shit fuel injection so you're not going to have the experience of working with your car the way i did all right the cars i've got now are all you know fairly nice high tech and my mechanic bobby campbell knows how to do electronics and he knows computers and he knows all this other shit that i didn't have to know when i got into the car business a long time ago right you know back 50 years ago that's how long it's been oh i had a had a 65 Corvair. I had a 57 Chevy pickup. I had a, a 1966 model Chevelle. Uh, what else did I have? Had a 70 model Chevy pickup. Uh, I've had all kinds of shit. All kinds of old shitty, beat up, used cars. But the deal is used cars that break all the time teach you about cars that's what they, teaches you they about used to though. what's going to what's going to be broken on cars well yeah
3: yeah well that's true but but use old used cars used to teach you how to fix shit and now right. you know it,
0: it, you now they're too complicated but if you if you buy used cars and and they break and you take them to your mechanic and he fixes them and he tells you what was wrong then next time that happens to the car you will know what it is like i can pretty much tell bobby what's wrong every time i that something goes wrong with one of my vehicles now there are exceptions to that we neither one of us can find nobody i've had three good mechanics look at that fucking bmw and can't find the power drain on the thing nobody knows where it is it's, it's a complete mystery
3: that's one of those examples like who the
0: fuck re- example. remember who the, the
3: fuck knows remember in the other one the uh what was it the the stereo was there was a problem with the stereo module and the car wouldn't start you remember that shit yeah that's
0: you know goofy shit like that's why you don't want a bmw all right don't buy a bmw a bmw is not really a car A BMW is a computer that happens to have a car with it, right? And in in a business sense, it's a like BMW a... <laughs> is nothing but a business relationship between a car owner and the dealership. That's and not only is it
3: a computer, it's like a test version of the computer. Right.
0: Yeah, it's always a Because all that shit
3: in that, that was like, what, what, what year was that, in 08? That, it's an 08. It's yeah. an 08. So that's stuff that all works great now, 10 years later, 12 years is, later. Is but It's falling they were, apart. You know, But they're the first ones to do it, <clears> you know, at that level, and it was still uh, not all the way there yet. No,
0: it's, it's never <laughs> all the way there. Right. Well, that's the thing, right? Yeah. You know. BMWs. Yeah. What, what you do is you lease a new BMW, you drive it for two years, and then you give it back. Get to another them. one, right? Yeah. And get another one. That's what they're for. Right. They're not for owning. Yeah. They're for leasing. And BMW understands this.
3: And the prices tell you all you need to know about that, right? Yeah. L- look at a. The, like, look you at buy a new BMW, BMW. for
0: one hundred and twenty-seven thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. All right. Five years later, that car is worth eighteen thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now there's that's a hardly, reason for that.
0: That's almost not an exaggeration. <laughs> a, that's not an exaggeration at all. There is a reason for that. That fucking thing that I've got sitting out there right now was was sold new for one hundred and fourteen thousand dollars. Man, and I paid twenty six for it. And right now it's worth quite a bit more than that because right. of the engine and that particular set of modifications. But. It, you, you could go out and buy a BMW 335i, an 07 model 335i for probably 12 grand. I think so, yeah. That sold for 75. Right. They just depreciate like a falling rock yeah. because they are pieces of shit. <laughs> don't buy a BMW. <laughs> and I, I, I'll bet Mercedes Benz is the same way. I yeah. don't know. I don't like them. But. Uh, you know you, you know that Mercedes has not put a manual transmission in a car since 2005 well, they,
2: they they make them for old white women though
0: yeah old white women with blue hair yeah or who that's, drives that's, that's Mercedes Mercedes yeah same same market for Cadillacs yep you know Cadillac Mercedes cater to the same old people's market yeah drug dealers that think that it's uh they got to have they Cadillac too <laughs> Advertise they status, right? Sling dope. Yeah. So uh, I I just you know don't, don't buy. Greg, don't buy a BMW. All right. Don't do it. If you want to find a, a car, just go out. Look, go out and get a uh, 85 Buick. All right. Pay $1,000 for an 85 Buick. And, you know, make sure it's running when you buy it. And then in a couple of weeks, it's going to break. And you figure out what's wrong with it, get it fixed. And then another week, two or three weeks later, it's going to break again. And you just keep running through all the systems until you're familiar with everything about the car. You need to learn about tires. You're going to have to learn about oil change and maintenance and belts and hoses and all of the shit that's, that's constantly fucking up on a car. And you're going to have to recognize when something's about to break. You're going to have to learn about noises that come from the car that aren't supposed to be there. And the only way to do that is to experience the thing for yourself. Alright? And the only way to do that is to get a, start with a beat up old shitty car and drive the damn thing. Learn what the problems are going to be. And then, as you get older and you accumulate some money and shit, then buy better cars and then pretty soon, you're in a situation like I am. You've got four vehicles that you're perfectly satisfied with that are always in the fucking shop (laughs) you know i threatened to go through i'm going to go through my checkbook in fact i'm going to do it this year i'm going to go through my checkbook. don't do it at uh, and i'm going to see how much money i have paid bobby this year (laughs) and then what i'm going to do is i'm going to sell all Four of those pieces of shit and get a Camry. That's what I'm gonna do.
3: <laughs> and
2: that get thing will a last a, you all
0: I'll keep one of the trucks.
3: Get a Subaru.
0: Yeah, get am yeah, I'm gonna get a Camry. Just, you're just you're fucking up. If you want dependable that transportation, it. that thing will never break just on get you. Get a Camry. <laughs> that
3: thing will never break what
0: on you. Three hundred mile, three hundred thousand miles between oil changes. What did Montfort have? have he had
3: a, he had a Corolla. Yeah, the Corolla. Two hundred yeah, and thirty thousand miles. I And don't. the only reason it. Broke is because he stopped putting oil in it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he stopped putting oil in it. He thought, well, let's try that, you know, maybe it'll be okay. <laughs>
3: yeah, I think he was pushing three hundred on. Yeah, three hundred these, 300, these damn
0: models. things are they're indestructible. <laughs> oh, God, Nissans. I don't know. I've never owned a Subaru. I've had Nissans and Toyotas. Yeah. Uh, I had a I had a Z car, an eighty four model Z car. Those are oh, cool. Nice. Those are cool cars. Uh, the first year of the three hundred uh V six. Yeah. Uh it's a balanced factory balanced engine. When I sold it, I bought that thing for nothing from a guy and it had like hundred and seventy five thousand miles on it. I bought it for no money basically. And I drove that thing until it had uh oh I sold it to a buddy of mine's son. Uh and i think i had 285 on it wow 285,000 miles on that car when i sold it to him and he wrecked it with 365,000 miles jesus, on it jesus
1: man wow. still running
0: yeah what year was that 80, it was an 84 84 you and know, they have <clears throat> probably made 10 million of those engines yeah those V6 Nissans right and they're just solid ass little fucking motors yep and uh
3: it'd be a good idea i think for for you know like my next car i'd like it to be a dumb car like an 80s porsche or an 80s yeah z or an 80s uh like a, a mustang you know that yeah has a carburetor and fox
0: body mustang like yeah as a line. yeah yeah that yeah. car oh man yeah Yeah.
3: something with uh without a bunch of electronics in it it'd be, it'd be good to have
0: it would be good to have you know i mean there's just there are too many ways for a car like that bmw to fuck up right there are too many things on it to break yep the more analog the car the better the thing is in terms of longevity sure maybe less convenient but uh... might be less convenient but being stuck on the side of the road between here and uh clayton new mexico is inconvenient
3: because of a fucking chewed up wire or some because of, shit. of yeah. because a rat chewed through a wire a rat somewhere. Chewed the wire up
0: yeah <laughs> that's inconvenient yeah okay yeah so uh that's uh that's what i would do greg i would not uh i would buy a cheap beat up car that is currently running that you can drive and then drive it. And when it breaks, figure out what's wrong with it and start learning how to do this. Yep. That's what you got to do. Here's some idiot called Cool Fungus <laughs> says, I've gone and signed myself up for an ultra marathon that takes place at the end of this month. Please. I'm 32, 5'9, 235 with a deadlift in the mid fours, squat in the low threes, bench mid 200s, and a press somewhere around 180. The race I signed up for is a 50 mile course. With an elevation change of about 6,000 feet. How should I go about training for this thing? I don't do much running at all. My plan is essentially just to keep going on my HLM progression until three or four days for the race. <laughs> he said this is at the end of the month?
3: Yeah. Dude, come what on. An idiot.
0: <laughs> my, my goal is to eventually run 100 miles, bring a bicycle. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on ultra marathons 100 miles plus in general, and what you would have somebody do to train for one. I've listened to all your videos about standard marathon running, and I'm wondering if you think that any of these ultra-endurance events would benefit more from a strength adaptation, especially ones with steep changes in elevation. Uh...
2: If you're my client, well, Thanks I would for tell all you your hard work
0: it. sending lots of love from California. This has got to be a troll. It's got to be, be a joke. This has to be a troll.
3: Yeah. It's got be,
2: to be Because nobody's funny. this
0: stupid. Yeah. <clears throat> nobody's this fucking stupid. You don't see You remember the previous question about cars? Cars are what 100 miles are for. <laughs> That's why we have cars.
3: On the All off right. chance that it is a real question, you don't sign up for an ultra marathon at the end of the month and then start wondering how start wondering how
0: you're gonna train. Just go do it. No, <laughs> you because you're consider... gonna get about fifteen miles into this and they're gonna have to call an ambulance for you. Right. Yeah. And if you're out in the wilderness, you know, with six thousand feet of elevation, I mean six thousand feet of relief over the whole course is lunacy. Yeah. That is. That can't be a real question. Can't be a real question from a real human being. This has got to just be a. Uh, j- but just in case this is a real question, don't do this, <laughs> stupid ass. Don't do this. <laughs> you should have started training. Well, you're going to be in a, a year this, ago. Is for, this is what people that want to participate in the healthcare care system do. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, Fireflame786 says, I believe you said a few podcasts ago that you were always a raging asshole. Wonderful. <laughs> I would like to harness that power. Would you consider ever writing a book or dictating an audiobook on the subject? I have some titles as suggestions. Starting Selfishness, Basic Barbarism Training practical philistining for bearish conduct the neanderthal prescription obnoxiousness training after 40 crass enough thoughts on 30 years of ripeto that's pretty good i like that one too yeah love the podcast keep up the good work always be yourself well thanks All right, Marty Fox has a second question. Marty is an engaged individual. Marty's on the board every day. Yeah. Marty doesn't have you anything think else to do. Marty's retired? He's either retired or he's 19.
2: Or he works in an office job.
0: <laughs> yeah, he may have an office job. <laughs> Where he just sits he's a on somebody all day. else's clock. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's way. what I did when I worked in <laughs> an office job. <laughs> All right, second question. This may be a read the gray book question, but what would a good on-day-off-day day schedule look like if I work 12-hour shifts, 5 to 5, 4 days on, 4 days off? I was trying to keep going on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but doesn't seem to be optimal. Well, I think we've answered the question about why Marty is on the fucking internet yeah. all the time. What's the
3: schedule, 5 to
2: 5? He
0: works 12-hour shifts, works 5 to 5, 4 on, 4 off.
2: Is he a nurse
0: sounds like he Fire might be a nurse, nurse. Yeah. I don't think he's a plumber yeah mm-hmm. he's not a fireman
3: you don't think he's a fireman well four no. on four they're on, four on, on off. That, yeah
0: they're on one 24, 24 48, on 48 like off right. so <clears> most <throat> departments I know ever doing that
3: well if you get off at five four day split Four-day split,
0: 6 you can do uh, four days on, train four days in a row, off four days. Yeah, you can do that. You know. Yep, just this back-to-back is assuming workouts. he doesn't have gym equipment at the job, and he would have mentioned that had he done yeah. it. i don't know so why you go four-day on, four-day off. I don't That's, know
3: why you wouldn't train on a day you're working, though. You don't have any shit else going on. Five-to-five, five, go he's, train, and then go to bed.
0: You know, he's five-to-five. Five. Uh, you know. Maybe we ought to just look at it like that. Let's say you're going to do four days on, four days off of work. There's going to be days that you're going to have to train after work. Yeah. There's going to be days when you have the luxury of being able to train without having to to worry about your schedule at all. Right. I think probably what I would – prime my first inclination would be that since he's asked us this, this question, I would recommend four days on, four days off just train on your off days yep and don't train on your on your working days but what nick says makes perfect sense if you are doing a three-day workout like you said monday wednesday friday just do monday wednesday friday right when you know monday and wednesday are off and friday is you're gonna have to do after work that's what you do right And that's not in the gray book, but that's been answered on the board a dozen or so times. So, All right.
3: Yeah, I guess the real answer is do them on whatever day you're more likely to stay consistent, right? So if it's on your off day or your work day or whatever, just whatever day works.
0: Right. I mean, Monday, Wednesday, Friday works. That's why we recommend it like that. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, same thing. Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, same thing. You know. You know three days a week two day break between two of the workers yep all right here's an interesting question do you or the guys have any tips for growing your coaching business when you're starting out i've been going for a little over a year and have 12 clients now that are all doing really well i'm just not sure what i should be doing to get more I really appreciate your taking time to answer all my questions over the past couple of weeks. All right. Now, uh, how do we recommend that he grow his coaching business? Okay. The first thing I suggest that you do is to get our certification. the Starting strength coach certification gets you business. All right. People come to you because you have a starting strength coach certification because they want the material in the books and they want to be taught the material they want eyeballs that have been that have proven themselves to be reliable on their lifts and having that credential grows your business All right. if you don't have that and i don't recognize your name as being a starting strength coach first thing you need to do is come to the seminar prepare before you come to the seminar and you're already training people let's assume you're using our methods you're Probably in a situation where you might be able to come to the seminar and pass the thing the first time if you're very very prepared. Uh, then once you have the starting strength coach credential, um, I my suggestion would be to uh, advertise your services at Starting Strength Online Coaching and get your name out there and get a uh, get a a a line of business going online and what will happen is what always happens with uh competent professionals word of mouth grows your business because you're good if you're good you're not a you know sloppy person you're you know you look good you training yourself you're, you're in other words you're believable as a coach uh, and you turn out results for your clients and they all have friends and they talk and they're happy with what you've given them then your business will grow and you don't have to consciously grow it there's your i sense that this question is what marketing should i do to grow my business you don't you don't market you are competent, and competence markets itself. You got anything to add to that?
3: I assume that he was wanting more clients for more experience to get the certification. So, if that's the case, it could be either way, right? But yeah, um, yeah, you've got that. What I was going to say is, you've got twelve salespeople, you've got twelve clients, you've got twelve salespeople. So it's it's word of mouth is going to be your best bet. So your own results, your clients' results, and uh, and and people people don't always remember that you know your your business relies on getting new business so it, it's okay to tell clients hey if you know anybody let them know that right. i'm taking new clients because because people forget that i've got open slots. <clears throat> yeah i've got open yep. slots or something like that yeah open slots. sure sure
2: i've more never more. i've never had to actively go out and search for clients right but telling people yeah i have spots open does help yep 100 yeah yep. you
0: can prod them yeah you know, it doesn't hurt to, because people that are your clients don't always think about the fact that you need some more business. Exactly, right. Exactly. You know, that's not first on their mind. Right. Right. <clears throat> and you know, they've all got friends, but I mean, you've got a. You got twelve. Let's people, say you've that's got crazy. a guy that you know, fifty-year-old guy, started training with you six months ago, had chronic back pain for yep. years, and now the guy's got a four-oh-five deadlift. You know, he's a horse. You know, feels great. His friends notice this. That's right. His friends notice this. Yep. I, I mean, have him help you, you know. But in terms of, like, marketing in the conventional sense, I don't think it's necessary. No, I don't, it's I don't not, think it's, it's, not. it's not desirable either. You know? no. I mean, you don't want to look like you're desperate. Yep. But, uh <sighs> Well, it was one, t- of the, one, of the, one of the things here is some people do this wrong and some people do it correctly. Your coaching business is a practice in the same way that a doctor's office is a practice. Doctors don't advertise because good ones don't need to. They don't, they don't have to operate in a marketing situation you know if you see billboards with doctors on them those guys aren't any fucking good <laughs> you know because if they were good they wouldn't be accepting new patients yeah the guy you right? want's already full right mm-hmm. the guy you want is 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 not accepting new patients right and you ought to be the same way as a coach and the way you get that way is to be really really good at what you do and but but in terms of instant credibility our certification is that now that may sound some of you nasm trainers out there may assume that that this is you know kind of a ego maniacal thing to say but, but here's a here's an interesting deal that we've done for years uh haven't done it anymore because recently because i'm i got tired of it but <laughs> When we do a seminar at 5 o'clock, we will always ask everybody who's in attendance. All 30 people, because we're sold out for all of these things, all 30 people, we'll ask them, how many of you people are starting strength coaches? And of course, I'm asking the staff and people doing audits and, you know, six or seven people raising their hands. And I'll say, how many of you have had an inquiry this week about your services as a coach? And all of them, without exception, will raise their hands. Then I'll ask if there are any CSCS, the NSCA's CSCS, the gold standard of the industry, of the fitness industry, the gold standard. How many are CSCS, Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialists, which I was until 2009 when I dropped my certification because I didn't want my name associated with them. So. I'll ask how many people in the audience are in the, in the group, or CSCS certified, and you know one or two of them will raise their hands, and I'll say, how many people have contacted you this week about your services as a strength coach or a trainer? And I have never once had any one of those people tell me they've been contacted this week, and furthermore, I'll say, have you ever been contacted by a potential client Because you had a CSCS, and I have never once had anybody say that that particular certification has gotten them a client, not one time in 15 years has that ever been answered in the affirmative. So there is a difference between our certification and everybody else's certification part of that difference is ours is extremely difficult to obtain right ours is difficult to obtain and it's difficult to obtain because you have to know what the hell you're doing you can't even sit for our oral exam if you have not proven to us that you can coach the lifts on the platform there is no coaching requirement in any of these other certifications, you have to demonstrate your ability to coach before we will even talk to you about giving you the certification, okay? Anything else you'd like to add to that? No. So that's the, that's the deal, okay? That's how you grow your business. You become a starting strength coach. And get in with us, and we'll grow your business for you, Okay. Andy S. asks, the weather has turned and it's Eilie time. Ardvig, Balmore, Lefroy, Lagavulin, or something else? And, Andy, I would have to ask you, why does the weather have to turn (laughs) before it's Eilie time? All right, Alexander Petrov. Alexander Petrov. He sounds Russian, doesn't he? That's a very russian name Alexander a.r Alexander petrov definitely this is a russian yep this is a communist yep does that well, mean we're, we're co- not all russians are communists anymore are we colluding right? now no no not anymore are we colluding now with since, the russians since we're reading russian emails collusion are we colluding russian collusion yes could be happening That can happen when you're not even aware. (laughs) That's right. Even when you're not even doing it, it can happen. I'm an 18-year-old, 125-pound, 5'10", non-birthing person who's tired of being weak and skinny. Problem is that I live in communist Quebec, where a vaccine passport is required to enter a gym, Mm. even the one at my college. I refuse to participate in this sort of stuff, and I think it's really messed up. There is also no place for a home gym where I live. Any advice, or am I just screwed? It sound like you're screwed to me. You can't get a home gym, you're screwed. Uh why don't you find somebody else with a home gym? Doesn't have to be your home gym. Yeah. Find somebody else with a home gym. Make some friends. It's got some semblance of sense. And then for Jesus Christ's sake, would you start eating some food? <laughs> five ten hundred and twenty five? Yeah, he's tiny. <laughs> Poor guy. God almighty, that's this is hard to read. <laughs> I you know, I I what I would do is uh yeah, if you're uh if you don't have access to a, a commercial gym, you're going to have to find um, some other place to train. You're going to have to find somebody, some individual that's got a gym in his home, and maybe you can, you know, clean the toilets for him if he'll let you train in the gym.
3: I would find a local powerlifting gym and see if they're just ask. You know, do I yeah, need a and do and I, I need a vaccine you, passport to come in here?
0: They let you in. Yeah, If you'll agree to drink a gallon of milk a day because <laughs> they don't want to look at your little nasty, skinny ass. 5'10", <laughs> 125, that's it's real thin. Yeah, I, it's, I wouldn't let somebody like that in the gym, no. Kick them out. Come back when you're uh, 40 pounds heavier. Yeah. You just go eat something for a while, and then we'll start. <laughs> just go
2: eat something for a while. Just eat it just for a while. <laughs> just don't stop. All right.
0: Uh, Let's see, David Roggenbuck asks, what does a typical day look like for you when you train? I believe you've mentioned you train at night with running business, maintaining your properties, being a movie buff, and all the research you do to fight the grand fuckery we call current affairs. How do you have the energy to train or at least stave off death? Well, David, I am what is called a post-advanced lifter. And I don't train in the same, in the same way that, that, that you're thinking of the, of the process. I hurt my knee real bad about six months ago, and uh, it has put a damper on my training quite a bit, and I'm training right now two days a week. Uh, and uh it is uh you know i'm sixty five i've been doing this for forty five years and i'm not uh you're not asking the right guy that question okay uh, you know i i it's you should probably ask somebody that's a uh, you know younger than me that hadn't been hurt as bad as I've been hurt as many times as I've been hurt because it's it's not uh you're not going to get an answer that'll be of any use to you for me uh, I train on oh i am basically training Monday and Thursday at this point, and uh i'll uh, pull and Press a little bit and do chin ups and push the Prowler and kind of just try to stay in shape. So I'm not really the kind of guy that you need to ask this question about. Question of what, Nick? What would you say? What a typical training. I think day he's curious
3: like? about what you do all day. Is what the question is.
0: No, it says what does a typical day look like for you when you train. Oh, when you train. Okay, when you train and. Typical day for me when I train looks exactly exactly the same. The typical day when I don't train. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a I'm a post advanced lifter.
3: Yeah. Well, it's not that exciting. It's just (laughs) no. Wake up. Just breakfast, lunch, or not lunch. Train sometime before lunch. Uh, That's what you do. Yep.
0: And then jujitsu in the evening. I train at night. I train nine ten o'clock. Like tonight. I'm going to do my chin up workout, push the prowler workout. I'm going to do five sets of chins and push the prowler between superset those two.
3: Yep. Before kids, 10, 10 11 p.m. was great tr- yeah. for training. Yeah, I don't like but to when train I,
0: at night. Everybody's well, gone, yep. gyms empty. When the kids
3: to... were born, I got used to training really early before work, and then uh, now I like uh, late morning. Yeah.
0: Ten, eleven, right before like lunch.
3: Yep, 10, 11.
2: In a perfect world, I get there at six a.m. every day, but that's not a perfect world. To train? Yeah.
0: Nah, no. Nah, fuck Just yeah, not gonna do it. Fuck six a.m. Yeah, I'm, I'm,
2: I'm in it now. I'm about. Fuck I'm six up a.m. a.m. Ass. Yeah, I'm about five a.m. So six a.m. is perfect for me. It, but sometimes eight o'clock, eight p.m. God. <laughs> Nails on a
0: chalkboard. <laughs> <laughs> when I was
3: in Reno, I was, I was waking up at 4.30 and going to train. And be, oh, God. Be at the gym at 5.30, work at 7. When did you go to bed? Uh, I try to be in bed by 10 or so, but it ended up usually being around 11. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. But that wasn't every day, right? It was three right. days a week or whatever it was.
0: Right. All right. I would like to compare my press question to the teaching progression for the power clean. In the power clean teaching progression you teach just the jump from the thighs, but naturally when the weight goes up there will be a second knee bend that is not taught because it happens naturally. Referring to your old DVDs of teaching the press, if you perform the press with each rep starting at the bottom of the slight lean back, with the same amount of muscle mass not be trained as the press 2.0. Only difference is there's no bounce rebound. When the sets get heavy, the rebound and the layback will just happen naturally, similar to how the second knee bend happens naturally in the power clean. I train this way and my intensity days make me lay back a bit and do the bounce without much thinking because it just happens. The only question mark in this, in this thing it follows, if you perform the press, with each rep starting at the bottom with a slight lean back with the same amount of muscle mass not be trained as the press 2.0 well you have to realize that uh, when you train the press the way we teach it in the seminar there is a stretch reflex on the entire lower body that that pulls in a little bit more muscle mass and of course that becomes much much more significant as the weight gets up over 200 pounds on the press
3: people always get confused about it, this because we say we say muscle mass it's it, you know, it's the same muscles, it's just the degree, right? It's the, the right. degree to which you're using those certain muscle groups, you know, anteriorly when you're throwing the hips forward. So, yeah, right. I mean, you are using – every muscle's involved. There's no way every to muscle's leave involved. out this muscle. It's
0: just not involved through a long range of motion. Exactly, exactly Like right. the primary the, – the, the press is primarily an upper body exercise, so the upper body musculature operates through a complete range of motion. But the support stuff from – the middle of your back now to the floor does not go over a long range of motion, right. but it does generate the stretch reflex that launches the bar up off of the shoulders. Now it's not the, the way we teach it is not like a push press, where you actually don't even start pressing the barbell till it's up by your eyeballs. Right. It's not. It's not as radical as that, but. Uh, the, the the lower body the whole entire body's involved in a press the heavier it gets the more it's involved but the range of motion for the lower body is never very big and if it gets too big then you're losing you're losing efficiency in terms of generating the stretch reflex okay uh do you think that was his question same. If you perform the press with each rep, starting at the bottom with a slight lean back, with the same amount of muscle mass not be trained as the press two point out. No, it wouldn't be. Yep. It wouldn't be because the the stretch reflex calls a bunch of stuff in, even though it's operating over a short range of motion. It calls a bunch of stuff into contraction that is not there if you just lay back and press.
3: And the 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 bounce actually increases the range of motion because the bar dips. before it goes up at the bounce and you get a big stretch reflex out of everything involved in the shoulder girdle so it's yeah it's not the same it's not the same deal
0: not the same deal at all we recommend doing it like we want you to do it because that's the way we want you to do it and there's a reason we want you to do it that way and that way is because it's better
3: well, and he brought up an interesting point about the power clean teaching method. It's not the same thing. Look, on the, the the double knee bend on the power clean is inherent in the movement. You can't do a power clean without a double knee bend. I mean, you can do it wrong, right? You like, can do it wrong, you but can do it you it wrong. can't but do it efficiently. To do without it efficiently, you have, to, you, have do you have to you have to do the double knee bend, where the, uh, 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 the the bounce on the press is not required to do a press. You can it's, do a strict. It's press. better. It's it's better. You to can do a it strict with press, it, but, but you
0: can't press as much weight. Exactly. And you don't involve as much muscle mass over as long a range of motion as if you do it the way we teach it right okay yep. well all the all clear gone. hey
3: that didn't go too bad for being cold no there was a the one guy with the ultra
0: marathon that was stupid yeah that's just a stupid question but you notice i didn't shy away from that yeah. we didn't edit it out
3: you, what you did we is just, what you did is you confronted it head on head on and just right, charge straight charged straight
0: him. through straight at him. yeah it's the american go straight way at
3: him. it's the american way right yeah
0: excellent this gets better every week man every week it's amazing 1% better it's it's amazing that the quality of this show is so fucking high you know I mean considering the people sitting in this room (laughs) (laughs) oh shit right. well that's all we've got for today Uh, next time we do a uh q a we probably need, need to do a call in q a here pretty quick don't yep. you think yep and uh because all of the chaos that results from that is always entertaining right
2: yeah all political questions this time
0: could do that <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's not a bad idea just take political questions for an hour and a half utter chaos absolute chaos and probably some lawsuits <laughs> Thanks for being with us next time.